This is Bucks First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I thought we were supposed to be unified. I thought they were going to bring us all together, that we were entering a new phase in the history of the country, or at least in the recent history, where we were all supposed to be buddies, united, coming together in this new technocratic competent calm biden administration right that was the promise and now what you're already seeing is that the biden people aren't as smart as they told you they would be don't give a crap about unity and are actually ideologues driven by their desire to placate the fringe interests that have so much control within the democrat party whether it's on identity politics uh environmental issues Social justice, all these things. It's not the presidency they said we'd get, but you knew that was the case. It was always a lie. It was always meant to convince medium to low information suburban uh, voters in some key states. You'll just have a return to normalcy. That's what they said. A return to normalcy. Uh, Well, it turns out that's not what we're getting. What we're getting is the return of the Obama administration. That's what's really happening here. That's the, the reality of what has now taken power. And you see this with, with every decision being made so far. And also all the people who are in charge. The people that are making the decisions right now, who are making the calls about everything that's happening, are very similar, and in some cases the same as those who were doing it during the Obama years. You remember the Obama years? Was there a lot of national healing did it really bring us all together? There were uh, race riots during the Obama uh, Obama presidency, as you remember, the BLM protests started then. There were uh, there was economic malaise at best, the slowest recovery out of a recession since the Great Depression. There was a lot of unnecessary government regulation and harassment of people in their day to day lives. There was oppression of religious freedom. There was suppression of free speech. You're getting all that just coming back under a different name, but the same idea. And this is why I think it's so interesting that they want to continue to fixate on the Trump presidency, because I think that they never really thought beyond what happens when there's no longer the Trump boogeyman for everyone to be terrified of. What what happens at that phase, at that point when you can't just, well, they're not letting it go. That's why you have this impeachment that they're going to do after a Trump presidency has already ended. Joe Biden, I was going to say for better or for worse, it's for worse, is now the president of the United States. This is an absurd spectacle. We all understand this. I mean, you could have replaced Joe Biden with 40 other sub mediocre Democrat politicians. It'd be basically the same thing. Just anybody but Trump was what they ran with, and that's what they were able to pull off. And now we see what they're really going to be doing. Now we see what the actual decision-making will be like. And that's why with this impeachment situation, uh, they're, they're making it clear for everybody who's watching exactly what's going on. You can see it. They're not hiding it. They're keeping thousands and thousands of National Guard soldiers in D.C. for uh, for the entirety 
of the impeachment. Democrats to actually get Trump convicted would need 17 Republicans to go along with this. But I think the even more important the even more important situation here is that there's a for me a clear there, there's there's a clear decision that has been made that they want all these troops in DC because we're supposed to believe that there's still a threat of a coup. They want everyone terrified. They they, they want everyone worried about the possibility of you know the Trump supporters storming the gates and and stopping the Senate impeachment trial or whatever. This is hysteria. But it's important for their power grab. Right? If you look throughout history, whenever there are authoritarians, whenever there are people that are taking more power than they are legally, constitutionally, or otherwise supposed to be granted in government, whenever that happens, they have an excuse. They have some rationale. It's always the other guys were going to do this first. Or if we didn't do this, you know, this terrible thing was going to happen. They don't just say, yeah, we're, we're despots. We're seizing all authority and power into our hands because we like it, because we think we're better than you, because we think we know better than you, and you're not allowed to complain. That's not the pitch. That's not the way they justify their actions, even when that's exactly what they're doing. So here what they've decided to do is that they take it upon themselves to be the people ordering thousands and thousands of National Guard to be deployed all throughout D.C. because of the threat of Trump supporters. I mean, this is this is absurd. We're really supposed to think that the, that Trump supporters are going to do what? Will they protest in D.C.? Maybe. But are we are we to think that they're going to violently try to overthrow the Senate or do something along those lines? I know what they would say. I know the Democrat response would be they tried it that one time on that one day. All right. It was a disaster. It wasn't a coup. It was a riot. And anybody who has any sense at all understands that it was the worst possible thing from a purely political standpoint. It was the worst possible thing that a Trump supporter could have done on that day at that time. It played right, it played right into the Democrats' hands. Put aside the illegality and immorality of it for a moment. It played right into the Democrats' hands. So we're going to believe that that's going to happen again? No. But they want thousands and thousands of troops deployed so that this can be the way that the hysterical Democrats, oh my gosh, the Trump supporters, can continue to play this game while they show everybody, while during this transition period, not the official presidential transition, that's already happened, but this change into the new regime. We don't really pay attention to what Biden's doing. We don't pay attention to the actions he's taking because the media will just be focused on, one, how amazing Biden is. You know that his son went bagel shopping with him on Sunday after going to church? It's, it's disgusting. The throne shining, the foot rubbing, the, oh gosh, Joe Biden, so amazing stuff you're seeing from the media. is a, They're an embarrassment, but this is their business model. Telling Democrats, telling the brainwashed left how incredible this, this, this clown Joe Biden is. I mean, really? We're all supposed to think that he's some great leader, some great mind? Nobody believes that, but they're all acting like it's true. This is the emperor having no clothes on 
except the emperor is almost 80 years old and you do worry that he actually doesn't remember to wear pants. I mean, that's where we are with this situation. But, oh, we need thousands of National Guard deployed. And they're even asking, they're raising the question themselves, why are we on the streets of D.C. exactly? What are we doing here? What's the mission? What's the real threat? You know what the threat is? They're going to tell you, they're going to tell you that it's uh, Trump voters trying to overthrow the Senate or some, some crazy nonsense like that. Uh, but the real problem is that they don't know how to keep their rage-filled base happy without Donald Trump as the ultimate political pinata. And they also don't want people to start to see that Joe Biden is really an incompetent and that the people running this administration are the Democrat members of the establishment and the apparatus, the left in general, who have decided what the policies will be, what the decision making will be. Joe Biden is just the vessel. Otherwise, explain why he's getting rid of the Keystone XL pipeline. Explain why he thinks men should be able to compete in women's sports. Biological males competing against biological females. Look at the whole list of executive orders. It was all divisive and bad policy. These were objectively bad decisions for the country, but it's what the left demands. You're going to see a whole lot more of it. They didn't, they didn't wait very long, did they? They didn't wait at all because this is the presidency we're dealing with. They can tell you as much as they want about how there's other plans and other things and just wait. One day we'll get there. But in the meantime, it's the continuation of the three ring circus around Donald Trump. And oh, my gosh, the republic will fall unless we have thousands and thousands of soldiers deployed to stop those big, bad, mean Trump supporters, all 75 million of them. This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Follow Buck on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. What's the number one change you've uh, noticed between from President Biden to President Biden from President Trump? It was very clear, George, and it was articulated multiple times. The president has said it publicly, but in a private session, just sitting down with him and with the medical team, he's very serious. He said science is going to rule. We're going to go by the facts. We're going to go by the evidence. We're going to go by the data. If something is wrong, like I just said, we're going to just try and fix it. And we're going to pull out all the stops to get our arms around this. Getting the vaccine situation on track is his highest priority. So, I mean, the idea that the president himself sits down with you and says, I want science to rule, go out there and do everything we need to do to get it done, just is really very refreshing. Science will rule is a terrifying slogan for anybody who knows history to hear science will rule i i thought we the people rule through our elected representatives but now now all of a sudden there's some high priesthood of the hashtag science variety that's going to be making really important policy decisions for us you know who also thinks that science will rule and this is true marxists they always believe that all the social sciences, which aren't really sciences, you know, but that there was a, a fact and evidence based way to order a society that was irrefutable and must be true is always true, even when the results suck. That science is all you need, you see, to, to reorder humankind so that we can all have 
everything we need. And this is a, a fundamental tenet of Marxism is to treat it as though they're running a lab experiment on how to grow the fastest petunias, except we're talking about human beings. We're talking about the complexities and, and the, the moral questions that face the human race. But the Marxists believe that with science, that's all you need. And their science was really a pseudoscience of Marxism. That's the whole point, you see. It's the answer to everything. This is why it really is all a religious belief, you see. And Fauci is going to be, for anybody who's watching and being honest about this, is going to be proven to be essentially a giant fraud in this whole process. He's been wrong. He's been wrong numerous times. Now, here, here's a fact for you. Dr. Fauci lied to the American people about masks by his own admission because he thought that that was a better thing for us to go through when he said, don't wear masks, and then said, oh, it's because I thought we'd run out of masks. Okay, so he lied. This guy's a liar. This is the whole the truth and, and science administration. This guy deceived the American public. But really, the truth is that he didn't deceive the American public the way he said. It's that all of science until about five minutes ago thought that wearing a mask in a pandemic like this wasn't going to have the kind of beneficial result. That doesn't mean no benefit, but wouldn't wouldn't have the kind of beneficial results. We keep being led to believe mask mandates will because it's become part of the religion now. That's not to say there's no truth to it. That's not to say that I'm telling you that they don't work at all. And No, N95 masks in a clinical setting absolutely help with respiratory infections and disease, no question. And in some situations, maybe a cloth mask would also have not the same benefit, but some benefit. But as a means of stopping the pandemic, has it worked? Look around you. I'm in Mask Central here in New York City. Has it stopped the virus? Has it stopped the pandemic or even come close to it? No, we're setting all-time records. But we didn't do it enough. That's why you're seeing you can find them yourself Two, uh, two, three articles now coming out last uh, last week from The New York Times alone. Time to double mask. Got to. I'm not making this up. Got a double mask. Well, you can see if you go back on my Twitter account, just to give you a sense, somehow I can tell what's coming. Somehow I know what's going to happen here. But you go back in my, my Twitter account and you see that I said on December 10th, here we are now, it is January 25th. I tweeted on December 10th, sometime in about mid-January, when cases are still very high, despite all the painful lockdown insanity, there will be an N95 masks are actually far more effective. We should have advocated for those all along. Moment of recognition from the experts. Well, I shared yesterday a story from uh, from uh, CNN that says that Germany has mandated only medical grade masks. Why? Because those homemade cloth masks that are so effective at blocking covid, they're like, well, actually, they don't look like they're that effective. And one large German state, Bavaria, has mandated N95 masks only. So now it's if you're not wearing an N95 mask, you can't even get on mass transit. You can't go into public places. Not even one of those medical grade, you know, two ply fabric masks. Got to be N95. Why did I know this was going to happen? I'm not a doctor. I'm not a blue check MD. I'm not one of these these pandemic epidemiologists they keep putting on CNN every five minutes. Why did I know this was going to happen? Because I know what the arguments are here. And I know that they keep on being wrong and ignoring it and saying, shut up, wear your mask. It's going to save us. Okay. 
Hasn't saved us yet, has it? So what do they do? They change the argument. And then if you question them, you're the problem. Dr. Fauci was the beginning of this. He said, don't wear the masks. And then people said, hold on a second. We, you know, you, you, you now say wear them. And he says, well, I had to lie to you for your own good. An administration that is that is ruled by science. That's what he said. Ruled by science. You don't think that Fauci's a power mad little maniac now? You know, he's the highest paid employee in the federal government. Makes more than a four star general. Makes more than the president of the United States. He's making over four hundred thousand dollars a year. It's a great gig to have. Basically unfireable. He's been sitting there for decades. It's going to lots of meetings, making bad policy decisions under the guise of the rule of science. The CDC with this whole thing has been a disaster, a disaster. And it's because it's a decades long, uh, decades long in the making federal bureaucratic screw up. Because there's no accountability, because you don't want government in charge of things, because. They don't do a good job. But, oh, that's right, we'll be ruled by science, he says, as if that's all that's all that has to be said. And then beyond that, we're, we're supposed to just be quiet and, and listen do as you're told. Oh, okay. We'll get into Gavin Newsom all of a sudden is going to open up California. Are the cases so different there? Is it such a different situation? And if we're going to be ruled by the science, explain to me the science of not allowing the Keystone XL pipeline, which Biden just shot down. The whole project is now scrapped by executive fiat, not allowing the Keystone XL pipeline when the State Department's analysis under the Obama administration was that blocking Keystone would increase CO2 emissions. That's right, increase by blocking, but they're doing it anyway. Ruled by science, they say, sure. This is the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Join the conversation and message Buck on Facebook, Instagram, or email teambuck at iheartmedia.com. He may read it on the show. Well, I mean, obviously it was it was not an easy situation. I always did speak based on the data and the science. But obviously there was pressure about messaging that. And, and you know, I, I have no, I took no pleasure in, in having to sometimes publicly, even with the president there, to contradict what he was saying. But I felt as a scientist, I had to be true to myself and true to the science to make sure that where there were things that I thought might be misinformation, that I would have to correct that. And there were a number of instances of that. That is not a comfortable situation. You know what also is in a comfortable situation for Dr. Fauci is being in the position that you're supposed to have been preparing for your whole life and just being a disaster. Having no real plan, no answers, just being a political megaphone of fear. I mean, I'm hearing people now who say, yes, Buck, you know what? This is what Democrats will tell you. Sure, some of the pandemic theater that we go through is idiotic. Sure, some of the, uh, the things that we're being told to do make no sense, won't change anything, and it's absurd. But it's about conditioning the public to respond to health commands like this. Oh, so it's it's Pavlovian. It's like we're all a bunch of dogs getting our treat from the government. Maybe we get patted on the head afterwards. 
This is what Democrats who are being honest will openly tell you now. Well, it's really sure. Maybe what you're doing makes no sense. But if everybody does something nonsensical about covid, then there might be some benefit that comes from it. That's worth all the nonsense for you. Tell that to the people who have lost their jobs. You know, tell that to the people who are losing family members to severe depression and to suicide, to the kids who are losing uh, developmental time in school that will never be able to get back. All all the costs that we're willing to to uh, take on, apparently. Or are we? Because now all of a sudden some blue states are saying, you know what? We might have to reopen soon. <gasps> we'll get into that in a moment, because I, I first want to start with the the ruled by science bullcrap here when it comes to the Keystone XL pipeline. Just as, as a quick review, the Enviro wackos have decided this is this is going to be like Waterloo for the fossil fuel industry. They think this is the single most important battle they can wage. And they're, they're all celebrating now. And they got, you know, Native American groups in on this and all, all the left wing virtue signaling nonsense piled together here to stop the Keystone XL pipeline. By way of quick review, the Keystone XL pipeline would take the uh, the oil sands uh, the, from the from the from Canada, from Alberta, and take them all the way down to the U.S. Gulf Coast. Um, that that's what that's the whole thing. Right. And it's a pipeline. And and the truth is that this would have just been a very efficient way because we refine it. So we would have a refinery agreement with them and then we'd be able to distribute it to the whole world. Um, this would be a very effective and efficient way to get the oil to market. And despite the left's best intentions, otherwise, we have become America has become because of fracking in energy, a true energy superpower. We're really the world's global preeminent energy superpower. You don't hear about that because about half the country, Democrats are so brainwashed that they think that's not something to be proud of. It absolutely is. It's the reason we have so much productivity. The the fossil fuel industry is used in the creation. Fifty percent of of oil, for example, and fossil fuel is used for products. And it's used in the distribution of products, you know, distribution of things like vaccine. That's right. You want you want an effective vaccination distribution program. You need a lot of energy for logistics. You need a lot of energy in order to keep that temperature at negative whatever it is uh, degrees Celsius so that the vaccine can stay viable. And you need money for all of this, and it becomes more expensive when oil and fossil fuels are more expensive. They are fighting the modern economy itself, which is an absurdity. And they pretend that they're doing it in the name of science, which is laughable. Do you know what the, the net CO2 benefit of blocking the Keystone XL pipeline, according to multiple full State Department reviews, because this is an international deal, the State Department got to review it, including under the Obama administration, the net CO2 change is either negligible to zero or negative, meaning that this this oil is still going to come out of the ground. It's just going to be taken in tankers and trucks to market instead of with a pipeline, which is far more efficient and far more cost effective and also less likely there to be leakage and spills which affect the environment. The Keystone XL pipeline blockage is worse for everyone in every way. 
It is worse for the environment. It is worse for business. It is worse for you because of what it means for jobs, for the economy and for energy costs. But Democrats are blocking it anyway. Why? Because they can. Because the enviro wackos have convinced themselves that this is a battle they have to win. They have to show that they have the power, even when all science and reason are against them, even when there is no data to support their point of view, they have to find a situation like this where they can rally together and get the government to shut down something because they don't like it. Oil is icky. Fossil fuel, bad. Shut it down. It's childish, it's destructive, it's stupid. And it's the first thing that Biden does. Day one in office, signs an executive order on this to stop the Keystone XL pipeline. There's, there's, no, there's no good faith argument about why to shut this thing down compared to the alternatives, if it's really about the environment. Unless you're going to say, oh, it's because there would definitely be some kind of a, an oil disaster. They don't know that. And pipelines are far less likely to have spills and disasters than other forms of transport. Yeah. How many horrible oil pipeline disasters have you heard of? You've heard of tanker disasters, right? Transit point disasters when it involves vehicles. But how many pipeline disasters have you heard about in the United States recently? Hmm. Yeah, exactly. But this was the left flexing the environmentalist left. And, and they're, they're a religious group. You have to understand that. The climate change activists, the anti pipeline activists, This is a religious group of people who think they're too smart for religion. And so for them, it's just all about the victory. It's all about enforcing their will on the rest of the American people and establishing that they have the power to do that. Even if it just means that the outcomes are negative for everyone involved, which they are. This somehow, just like the BLM movement, which I said to you last summer, makes everything worse for everyone. There is no improvement. It makes nothing better for people. Doesn't make things better for minorities. Doesn't make things better for the police. Doesn't make things better for just Americans. Blocking the Keystone XL pipeline is the same thing for the left, but it shows you the mentality. This is just going to make energy costs higher. This is going to cost lots of jobs. And it won't even, even if you believe that CO2 is going to melt the planet over time or whatever, if you're a climate change alarmist, alarmist this does not stop the oil sands of alberta from producing uh fossil fuels that will make it to the global market so it's the same either way in fact the the distribution of that oil sand now will require more fossil fuel therefore there'll be more co2 in the air but they're doing it anyway because they're fixated on it because they want to wield power because we said we don't like it This is the ruled by science people, right? We don't like it, so we're going to stop it. Doesn't make any sense, and it's not the... Do you think Dr. Fouch is going to say, you know, turns out if you look at the data and all the, you know, and all the scientists that look at the Keystone XL and the CO2, you know, if you look at it... No, he's not. Of course not. For the same reason that Fauci won't say open up all the schools. For the same reason that Fauci won't say... That wearing masks outside is that mandating outdoor mask wearing is dumb and counterproductive. He won't say that uh, because he exists as a kind of you know little 
a little uh, genie of left wing Democrat science demagoguery. You know, rub the lamp and Fauci appears to tell the Democrats exactly what they want to hear about science. Never tells them what they don't want to hear. You're in the Freedom Hut. Thanks for listening to the Buck Sexton Show podcast. Get the latest from Buck at BuckSexton.com. These channels are more anti-Democrat than they are pro-Trump. And the Biden bashing has been turned up to 11 and 12 and 13. So has the media bashing, by the way. Take a look at just some of the banners from Fox's air in the past few days. Fox, a huge member of the national news media, pretending like it's not a member of the media at all, claiming that the the media is out to uh, praise Biden, fawn over Biden. He's the media's messiah. Every hour, every day, that's the narrative. And it's going to be like this for the next four years. So Biden can talk about politics not needing to be a raging fire that the fire doesn't have to be raging. But it is. It is today, and it was yesterday, and it will be tomorrow on these shows that millions of people watch. Unity is impossible, okay? The United States is living in this um, parallel, uh, there's parallel universes within the United States. Unity is not feasible. It's just not. But can the temperature be lowered just two or three degrees? Wouldn't that help? Isn't that possible? Wouldn't it be better if you just gave up all the things that you want to need? And, and submit to the rule of science and CNN. The rule of science and CNN has a good ring to it, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Why are you saying that the media is so nice to Biden? We're super hard on Biden. Uh, notice that the, the problem is just that there's one channel that is pointing out that all the other channels are giving Biden a back rub on air constantly. There, there's one, but one channel saying, look what these other channels are doing. That's not allowed. Should there be any opposition media whatsoever under a Biden administration? Really ask yourself that question. The, the, the journos in this country are so pathetic. They're such little quizlings that they seem to think that the real, uh, the real service they can provide is to be cheerleaders for an administration that has 95% of the information purveyors out there in media, news, and journalism to be completely on their team. And that's what we're told. That's the way it should be. That's a that's a better way forward. I mean, this is laughable. This is what they do. This is what they demand. Absolutely absurd. So with that, um, I also want to point out that now they're having these Trump is gone. Let's have the the high priests and priestesses of the science bureaucracies come forward to speak to us about what's really happening in the country, including Dr. Deborah Burks, uh, best known, I think, for wearing colorful scarves at the at the meetings uh, that she was a frequent participant in the early days of the covid pandemic. Uh, here she is. Play uh, play play six. Did you ever consider quitting? Always. I mean, why would you want to put yourself through that um, every day? Um, colleagues of mine that I'd known for decades decades in that one experience because I was in the White House decided that I had become this political person even though they had known me forever I, I had to ask myself every morning is there something that I think I can do that would be helpful in responding to this pandemic and it's something I asked myself every night and when it became a point where I, could, I wasn't getting anywhere, and that was like right before the election. 
I wrote a very detailed communication plan of what needed to happen the day after the election um, and how that needed to be executed. And there was a lot of promise that that would happen. Because you knew at that point that the election was a factor in communication about the virus. Yes. Did you ever withhold information yourself? No. Of course, the election was a factor in the way the virus is being described. The entire media, I mean, CNN made its coronavirus death counter go away when Joe Biden came into office. You can see this. This is real. This happened. And that's just one indicator. There are so many others. Um, but but now, you know, Dr. Burks, all this stuff they're saying about the Trump administration, the Trump administration listened to Fauci and Burks. They pushed for the 15 days to slow the spread, which was obviously preposterous now in retrospect, because it was really, you know, five months to slow the spread. And then now we're back to another five months to slow the spread. It was ne- it was never just 15 days, but that's how they sold it. It was dishonest. They were never going to let us reopen after 15 days. But now, now you're starting to see, oh, that's right. Joe Biden's in charge. Is everything better all of a sudden? Has the virus gone away? Of course not. In fact, it's, it has been the worst that it's ever been recently. And yet Burks is out there because, look, they want to be liked by the establishment. Every, the establishment is so powerful. It's money. It's prestige. It's how people treat you, Right. You want the establishment on your side if you can have it. If you're one of these public health officials, I get it. I understand. Same thing's true in media, by the way. You know how many more options I would have with my with my career right now if I just became a kind of even a sort of moderate controlled opposition Republican? Yeah, I say what the Democrats. I kind of talk to them sometimes, but I say what the Democrats mostly want me to say. I'd go on so many more channels and you know you get a bigger book deal and all this stuff. Burks knows that, and that's why she's got to come out now and say all this stuff when she and Fauci were failures with a big F failures in the way they came up with a response to the pandemic, everything about it. It was it was absurd. Here she is talking about the parallel data. Play five. You think President Trump appreciated the gravity of the health crisis you were describing? I think the president appreciated the gravity in March. Um, It took a while after I arrived in the White House to remove all of the ancillary data that was coming in. I mean, there was parallel data streams coming into the White House that were not transparently utilized. And I needed to stop that. You mean outside advisors? Outside advisors coming to inside advisors, and to this day, I mean, until the day I left, I am I'm convinced there were parallel data streams because I disinformation. I saw the president presenting graphs that I never made, so I know that someone or someone out there or someone inside was creating a parallel set of data and graphics that were shown to the president. I know what I sent up. And I know that what was in his hands was different from that. Who? Name names, Dr. Burks. Why won't she? This is Buck's First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm hopeful that members are going to be open-minded, that they are going to, when they raise their hand and take that oath, that they're going to view the evidence uh, 
that is presented to them and that they're going to do the right thing. Um, I cannot be moved by the machinations of um, politics that are going on um, in the interim while we're trying to put this together. I think that you know we're going to be speaking to all 100 senators. We're not going to be speaking to one group or the other. And I'm, I'm hopeful that they're going to do what's necessary to uh, u truly unify this country. And that unification can happen until there's a reckoning um, for crimes against it. Unify by having one side purge the other of its most recent president. Unify by bending the knee and surrendering and promising that you'll be a meek and mild and submissive Republican Party going forward. That, that's the, the pathway to unity. And, and as, as Chuck Schumer, now Senate Majority Leader, good God, as he says it, that's the only way also to have accountability. Play that clip. Everyone wants to put this awful chapter in American history behind us, but sweeping it under the rug will not bring healing. The only way to bring healing is to actually have real accountability, which this trial affords. And so we will move forward with the trial. It will be fair, but it will move at a relatively fast pace. Unity through your side being further humiliated. Isn't it amazing? Everybody wants to put this in their rearview mirror, but let's all focus on it for the next few weeks. This is what they're telling you. This would be like saying, you know, I know you've been out in the sun too long and you're burning, but uh, stay out for another two hours because that's the best way to handle it. This is insane. This is what they're telling you. They've got to justify this somehow, and, and they've got a problem here because anybody who's looking at what's happening with 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 a reasonable eye would say, hold on, unity, uh, unity for for our purposes here is going to mean doing the most divisive thing they can possibly do at this stage. To go after a former president, this is because they want to bar him from office. This is not because justice demands it. This is not because they want the Trump dot. They want Trump to be the first president in history, in history to be convicted by a Senate trial as part of the impeachment process and to be barred from running for future office. That's because they want to destroy the Trump movement right now. And they know that if they get this against the father, then any of his children, anyone else in the Trump world that wants to run will have to deal with this. Now, perhaps it'll backfire. I know some of you would make that argument that this would then catapult Ivanka or Don Jr. or somebody else to the front of the line for the GOP. I'm not confident that that's the case. Um, and I, I think that there's, I, I think that the political skills that Donald Trump senior has are not necessarily transferable through, you know, pure genetics to whoever else comes along with the name Trump. But I, I could be wrong on that. Well, no, I don't think I'm wrong on that, but uh, I'm open to seeing how this plays out. That all said, they want to make sure that Donald Trump can't run again because they know he can win again. And we know that that's a possibility, too. And this is why they're doing everything they can to, to tell you something that you know, as soon as it's said to you, is BS. You know that what they're saying is a false narrative, but they have no way around it. Let's all come together here 
through a divisive process. Let's lower the temperature by turning the temperature up. That's what post post presidency conviction would be here. And this is what they offer up. This is their their promise to all of us. Um, And it's not only. It's not only the Democrats who are saying this stuff. I mean, there are different levels among the Republicans. You've got Romney, who's who's now effectively a Democrat. I mean, Romney has made his bed. Now we should sleep in it. Romney is a Democrat. He's a moderate Democrat what this guy has become marches with blm turns on i mean remember he voted he would have more credibility with me now if he had had enough sense to not vote to impeach trump uh, and remove trump the first time around over the ukraine phone call which was absurd that that was just i the, the whole process it was entirely bonkers unserious stuff but that is what romney went for Here he is telling us again, he's parroting the Chuck Schumer lines. It's like Chuck Schumer's handing him the script. Romney saying that the way to bring us all together is to spit in the face of 75 million Trump voters. Yeah. Play 11. Well, we're certainly going to have a trial. Uh, I, I wish that weren't necessary, but the, the president's conduct with regards to the call to Secretary of State Raffensperger in Georgia, uh, as well as the incitation towards the insurrection uh, that led to the attack on the Capitol, uh, calls for a trial. And, uh, uh, you know, if we're going to have uh, unity in our country, I think it's important to recognize the need for accountability, uh, for truth and justice. So I think there will be a trial, and I hope it goes as quickly as possible, but that's up to the council on both sides yeah there will be a trial unity accountability these are the words you're going to hear uh what about the old precedent that we have of you don't go back and look for prosecutions of the former administration donald trump could have could have pushed for and his doj could have gotten a a criminal trial brought against hillary clinton for example and i know lock her up chant and everything some people wanted that but they didn't do it Maybe disappointed a lot of Trump voters, but they didn't do it. Why? Because it sets a terrible precedent for politics in this country to to even have the even have the perception, the belief to be out there that that one side is weaponizing the prosecutorial apparatus against the other for political reasons. This this completely devolves a democracy. This destroys a republic. This ruins everything. Because it means that you establish a winner-take-all philosophy in politics that then becomes corrosive of everything. It's not a temporary peaceful transfer of power based upon the will of the people. It's how do we make sure we stay in charge because otherwise the other side is going to throw us into prison. Once that becomes the mentality, it's no longer about our sacred democracy and who's count, you know, who's who's uh, getting to vote and have a say in their future. It's this is just winner take all bare knuckle power struggle. And that's why we haven't done that in the past. That's why there's you know, you even you even look at the approach taken in uh, in situations where there there have been uh, there has been misconduct by politicians where, you know, they were the president. You look at Nixon. I mean, the pardon of Nixon by Ford. Nixon, Reagan, Ford, and Johnson, you know, gurgling with Gergen. I kind of miss that guy. Uh, but you look at all the things that go on and you say to yourself, there's a there's a bigger picture here that we have to keep in mind. There, there are broader themes and issues at work. And that's 
what is being completely cast aside now and very conveniently, I would add, by Democrats just pushed aside. They don't care. They simply don't care. They think they have more important things to do, like destroying this president. Marco Rubio takes a kind of middle pathway here, and there's already news stories out about how Ivanka is going to run for his his seat. So, you know, he's he's trying to uh, hold on in Florida. He's looking for his place in the in the future of the party. Marco plays his cards right. He could be a name that really carries some sway among Republicans in the future. You don't know. You know, he could have a second act here. But even even he sees that while it might be in his immediate interest to turn on the Trump dynasty because of the, the challenge that Ivanka would bring to him in Florida, uh, even with that going on, he understands that this impeachment is just a terrible idea. Play 14. I think the president bears responsibility for some of what happened. Um, it was most certainly a foreseeable consequence of everything that was going on. And, uh, and I think that's widely understood. It may be even better understood with the perspective of time. I think that's separate from the notion of let's revisit this all and stir it up again. It, it's not, you know, I, the stories are still going to be written. If there's criminal justice investigations, they're going to continue to move forward. All these things are still going to happen. All I'm arguing is we have some really important things to work on. You want to really kind of bring the country together and remember once again how we can get things done. It isn't by uniformity on all the issues. It's about working through a process that allows people with different points of view to debate all that and get to a solution for the country. All that, we're just going to go, we're going to jump right back into what we've been going through for the last five years uh, and stirring it up again with the trial. And it's just going to be bad for the country. It really is. It absolutely is. And anybody who anybody who's being honest can see that. But for Democrats, this isn't about what's best for the country. We know that. They're bitter still about Trump. The media is, by and large, angry still because of what Donald Trump said about them, did to them, the way he used his Twitter account to slap them down. They haven't forgotten that. They want payback. This is all about payback now for a lot of Democrats. For others, it's also payback plus control of the future and making sure that Donald Trump is unable to run for office ever again. And think about the stain that would leave on the Republican Party, too. We'd be the only party that has a president, given everything we've seen in the in the 200 plus year history of this country, would be the only political party to have a, a president who not only is impeached after leaving office, but is impeached and and loses in a Senate trial. By the way, I don't think that he will lose in this Senate trial. But in the attempt, then all they get is further division. I think that the Republicans know that if Mitch McConnell knows this, if they go for it and they fail, if you come at the king, you best not miss. And the Trumpster does not forget. 